0: Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: 3-4-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate the with
0: Colgate Shaped Green Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shaped Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shaped Green Man, the story is Hey, Take his advice and you'll look You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing you the 356th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports News Reel. Featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight in person is the famous movie comedian, Misha Auer. But before we bring you Misha Auer, let's begin with... Real one. Portrait of a Penny. This is the Portrait of a Penny, or should I say... This is the story of a professional gambler. His name was Colonel Bradley, and this story is largely legendary because he was a legendary figure. Colonel Bradley only died a week ago, and yet on the day that he died, this legend was born. When Colonel Bradley was but a little boy, one day by accident, reputedly, he swallowed a penny. His parents were frantic, but a doctor, by means of an operation, removed that penny from the youngster's stomach. After the operation was over, the doctor gave that penny back to the youngster, and that boy was never to be without that penny again for many years, years during which this youngster grew up to become the famous Colonel Bradley, America's most famous gambler. Yet Colonel Bradley was never without that penny that he had once swallowed. He'd flip that penny with anyone for any amount of money, and he once did flip this penny with Mr. E.T. Stokesbury of Philadelphia for one million dollars. After Colonel Bradley had won that million dollars by flipping his lucky penny, the penny he'd once swallowed, nothing could get that penny away from him. However, as the years passed by, Colonel Bradley became less known for his gambling and better known for his fine racehorses. Until one year, Colonel Bradley had a racehorse named Broker's Tip. However as good as that horse seemed to be, this horse named Broker's Tip never could win a race. But Colonel Bradley was determined that his horse would win at least one race. Colonel Bradley wanted this so much. But according to the story, he gave his lucky penny to a blacksmith with instructions that this lucky penny should be set into one of the horseshoes that this horse Broker's Tip was to wear, and the penny was put into the horseshoe. And so, one day, Broker's Tip went to the post for a race, wearing in one of his horseshoes Colonel Bradley's lucky penny. And that day, with that penny in his horseshoe, this horse that had never won a race before won the biggest race of them all, the Kentucky Derby. That's
1: the story.
0: The story of a horse that had never won a race in its life until it carried Colonel Bradley's lucky penny in its hoof. Then it won the famous Kentucky Derby. And what's more, after they removed that lucky penny from this horse's hoof, the horse never won another race. Well, after that, Colonel Bradley was convinced that whoever had that lucky penny would have good fortune. And so, one day, according to the story, he sent this lucky penny to the President of the United States. Several days later, Colonel Bradley reputedly received a letter, a letter from a presidential secretary, a letter that said, in effect, Dear Mr. Bradley, President Roosevelt would want me to thank you for your courtesy in sending him your lucky penny. It was indeed gracious of you to do this, and the president will be particularly interested in the amazing stories behind this lucky penny, the stories of how you flipped this penny for a million dollars and of how this penny brought you good luck in the Kentucky Derby. We hope that this penny will bring the president as much good luck as it brought you. That letter, ladies and gentlemen, that letter was dated April the 12th, 1945. For the day that lucky penny arrived on President Roosevelt's desk was the very day that President Roosevelt died. Portrait
1: of a penny.
0: Real 2. What great tournament star won the professional golfer's championship on three different occasions? Well, he was Gene Saracen. Gene Saracen uses Colgate Brushless Shave Cream for he recently wrote me. Dear Bill, I'm writing to tell you that everything you said about Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is true. It lets me shave clean and close without snagging. And I sure like the way Colgate Brushless stays on the job. No drying out halfway. Thanks for telling me. Signed, Gene Saracen. You're right, Gene. Colgate Brushless for Shave Cream of Champions is not greasy. It's not heavy. It's light and fluffy. Yeah, it's light and it's right. And being light, it spreads easily. It's all over your skin in a twinkling. And as Gene Saracen says, Colgate Brushless keeps moist throughout. No drying out. Works with your razor for a smooth, clean, no-pull performance. Now, if you happen to have tough whiskers and a tender skin, then you'll find Colgate Brushless Shave Cream just the ticket. And because it is light and fluffy, it's not greasy or heavy, Colgate Brushless rinses off in a flash. If Colgate Brushless Shave Cream isn't completely satisfactory... Just send the top of the carton back to me. Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City Zone 2, New Jersey, and I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for the convenient five-ounce jar of Colgate brushless for Shea Prima champions tonight. It's light and it's right. Real free. Profile of romance. This is a story of a boy and a girl. They were very much in love, and they might have been married. That is... They might have been married if one day the girl's father hadn't told his daughter that she must stop seeing the boy because because he was a wrestler. And the father didn't want his daughter married to a wrestler. The girl was heartbroken. She pleaded with her father that wrestling was only a sport. But her father never relented until one day, in desperation, the girl took her own life. The years passed by after that. But the boy never forgot his former sweetheart. And years afterward, when he himself had passed on, they found among his belongings some old letters, one of which read, My dearest, today they told me you took your own life because we couldn't be married. I promise you I will never marry anyone ever. And he never did marry. Strange, isn't it, that a man should remain a bachelor for the rest of his life because of the sport of wrestling. And yet this man is not remembered because he was a wrestler, but he is remembered as the only bachelor who has ever been president of the United States. For his name... Was James Buchanan? But speaking of fathers who refuse to let their daughters marry athletes, let me tell you the story of Herman Hupfeld. Herman Hupfeld was very much in love with a girl named Sarah Ann Taylor. But because Herman Hupfeld was a baseball player, Sarah Ann's father did not want them to get married. They might have gotten married despite her father if, if Sarah Ann Taylor hadn't been killed in a tragic accident that night. Herman Hupfeld sat staring into space. He kept thinking of his sweetheart. She had urged him to give up baseball and to study music. All right, if that's what she had wanted, that's what he'd do. And he did. He became a fine musician. And years later, in her memory, he wrote a melody. In this melody, he tried to tell her that as time went by, his love for her would never change. And although that happened 30 years ago, he has never gotten married. And now you know why Herman Hufffeld wrote his great song, As Time
1: Goes By. No matter what the future brings, as time goes
0: by. But there's an even stranger story of a father trying to keep his daughter from marrying the man that she loved. Only this story happened much more recently like all the other legends, this begins, too, with a boy and a girl who were in love. He, a poor boy, born on New York's Lower East Side. And she, she was one of the richest girls in the United States. But they had one thing in common. They both loved sports. And they were always together at sporting events. But despite this fact, her father felt that two people with such different backgrounds could never be happy, even if they did have a common love for sports. For you see, this rich girl was Ellen McKay, the daughter of the president of the Postal Telegraph Company. And the boy who loved her was Irving Berlin. They took Ellen McKay to Paris so that she couldn't marry Irving Berlin. But one night he called her on the telephone, and over this phone across the ocean, he sang her a song that he had written just for her. A song that told her he was... Alan McKay took the next boat back. Irving Berlin met her at the dock, and that night, they agreed to be married. And with his future wife as an inspiration, Irving Berlin wrote another melody, a melody that told his bride,
1: I'll be loving you always With a love that's
0: Though so it was sports that first drew them together. But now we know that the lyrics of his own song have come true in his own life, for their love
1: is not for just a year, but
0: That might never have been written, but for another song called All Alone. Therefore, just a moment we'll present the famous movie star Misha Hour. The first here is Charles F. McCarthy. Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, is light and fluffy, not greasy, not heavy. Colgate brushless is rich and active, stays moist, takes the fight out of the toughest whiskers. Colgate brushless is made especially for you men with wiry whiskers and tender skin. It lets your razor glide through, not over the stubble, without a snag or pull. And at the finish, because it's light and fluffy, not greasy or gummy, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off fast. Pleasant shading performance is yours with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. It's light and it's right. And now to Bill Stern and Misha Auer. Real Five, Colgate came close-up of Misha Auer. Here is one of Hollywood's most famous comedians. He's now in New York rehearsing for his new Broadway play, the Vinton Friedley production of The Temporary Mrs. Smith. You've all seen Misha Auer in the movies. Now meet an in-person, the famous movie star, Misha Auer. Thank you, Bill. Say, hey, those were pretty amazing stories you told tonight. Where'd you get them? Well, the first one, the one about the Lucky Pennies being told around the racetracks. In the case of the song story, that's mostly hearsay. But speaking of
1: hearsay... I hear
0: that you are a serious person and not the comedian that you seem on the screen.
1: My life has been a serious affair, Bill, with very little time for laughs. What do you mean, Misha? Well, I mean that I was born in Russia in 1905. My father was killed in the Russo-Japanese War. Twelve years later came the revolution and my mother, faced with starvation, tried to save my life by escaping with me to safety. Go on, Misha, go on. My mother and I, after weeks of unbelievable hardship, finally reached Constantinople. But in Constantinople... Weakened by a tragic journey, my mother died. How old were you then? I was 12 years old, but I managed somehow to get passage to America. And after that? And I have never ceased being grateful to this country for the opportunity it gave me. So you see, Bill, that is why I'm so serious in real life, even though I'm a comedian in the movies. Well, how did you get to be a movie star? Partly because I believe the look of tragedy has never left my face. And when audience see amends, with a serious face doing comedy, becomes twice as funny. I think you're right. But, you know, Misha, we must get to sport. I've been waiting for you to ask me about sport, And now that you know how I feel about this country, maybe you understand what I'm going to say about sports. What is it uh, you call the great football players uh, all-Americans? Is that right? Yes, that's right. Well, Bill, we can't all be all-Americans in football, but we can be mighty, thankful... We're all Americans.
0: You're right. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night. Misha Hour. And that's the 3-0 mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports News Rear. Next week, our program will reach you from Chicago, and our guest next Friday from Chicago will be the famous orchestra leader, Sammy Kay. So be sure and be with us next Friday night, same time, same stations, when we greet you from Chicago with our special guest, the famous creator of Swing and Sway, Sammy Kay. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theatres. Now until next Friday night at the very same time, this is Bill Stern for Colgate Shave Cream wishing you all a good good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, has lots to say. He told you to sports heroes, the inside joke, he
1: really knows. So listen in
0: next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Be sure and listen to another great Colgate program, the Judy Canova Show, which returns to the air over this NBC network tomorrow night at 10 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Tune in, Judy Canola, tomorrow night. Mrs. America, you've been asking, when are we going to be able to buy more soap? Well, our only source of additional fats to make soap is your kitchen. Your butcher pays you four cents a pound for your used kitchen fats. So don't waste soap. And don't waste, waste fats. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.